Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Terriers Talk and it's been uh, a bit of a busy week, we've got two games to discuss, um, no signings or departures to speak about off the top of my head so we're just going to speak about the games against Plymouth and Borough in the Championship and Carabao Cup respectively. Um, start at Plymouth, both went, um, first and foremost how was the journey down because that was something that we, we mentioned quite early on in the episode last time. Well, yeah, uh, I've just about got rid of my jet lag. Um, it was quite a gruelling trip down and the results didn't go our way, but that is Huddersfield Town and that's a championship. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It was good to see, you know, the faces that you missed on, on away days and stuff like that around around the ground. Good to see so many town fans. I mean, one thing to definitely point out was the amount of fans that made the trip down. I think it was... 1,600, which on the first day of the championship at Plymouth is quite incredible. So credit to everyone that went down. And it was good to see Town back out on the on the pitch. But unfortunately, yeah, the result, as we all know, didn't go our way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to, sell, to sell out or almost sell out against Plymouth um, is a great feat. And I think it was pay on the day as well. Uh, or there was a few tickets pay on the day as well. So I think that obviously helped things. But like you say, it was obviously... Good to see faces. Um, good to see in town in in some respects as well. The the buzz of it was good, but then it was just it was just a bit lacklustre, wasn't it? Three um, yeah, yeah. one. Everyone knows the scoreline. I think first first and foremost, before we actually speak about the game itself, do you reckon that was a, a fair result? Do you reckon it was flattering? How how do you see it? Because I think for for me, I think that we we could have got something out of the game. hundred um, yeah. percent. And I think for for parts of the game, although it'd be very minimal, um, we we did look like a side that could get something out of it. Um, I remember after half time, I, I turned to to my friend and said, "Yeah, I think I think a draw here would be well, anything less than a draw here would be a bit poor, given how how well we came out um, at the second half." But I felt that's kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, I think when you concede after six minutes, it's always going to be hard to recover especially in the ground like that and it was absolutely I mean Ben you'll you'll agree it was absolutely rocking on yeah. Saturday it, I think we all knew it was going to be we discussed it in the preview and a lot of Plymouth fans got in touch with us and said the atmosphere is going to be incredible we're really excited and you could tell there was a buzz around the ground but yeah. um, I did really think we could get something out of it because coming level drawing level just before half time Michael Hellick, scrappy goal, you know, we'll take it. However, we came out and for 20 minutes of the second half, we we were really good. Yeah. Um, you know, Mumba turns to Messi and scores on the 73rd minute, although albeit we'll discuss the terrible defending. But before that, we looked in the game, we looked on top. So to be, you know, struck twice with two goals in the space of three minutes... I don't, I don't think we didn't deserve it. I thought, I thought we did. That, you know, I've gone on, on quite a, all about way of saying that we we deserve to lose because it's the basics of football. If you can't defend, you you don't win matches. So, yeah, I mean, let's 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 go into it. And yeah, yeah. six minutes. Whitaker scores, and on the day the conditions were quite poor. Um, balls moving around in the air. The 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 wind was quite poor, but. I've heard quite a few people blame the wind and the conditions for the first goal, but it was just basics of football, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I think I think before we even go into that, I think just very quickly if we can touch on the lineup, it was it's quite different from what we both expected. I think we both expected either a, a three or a five back, and we ended up playing a four. Um, just quickly reading that out: Nichols, Edwards, Matty Pearson, Hellick, Ruffles, uh, Reg, Rodoni, Prima Diara, and then Saba Thomas, Karelma, and Danny Ward. And I think I think many people thought that we were going to play in a five, um, very similar to what we've been playing pretty much all of preseason, if if not every single game in preseason. So I think that was a bit of a of a shift there anyway, but it was it was just a lack of communication and it was from two players that last season did so well communicating and yeah. it it was just a bit puzzling because you kind of sat there going, Well, how how's that been the case? It wasn't really a a situation where it was a wonder strike or anything like that. There's just a few things where Nichols hasn't claimed it, for example, and is that a case of just he hasn't been in that situation in, in a while because obviously while he's played pre-season and things like that, obviously he's not played in a championship um, setting consistently since, you know, before December, I want to say. Um, yeah. Obviously he played at the end of the season, but he didn't play a consistent stretch of games. So is that something there? You know, these questions have got to be asked and it would just... It would just I just think it was it. scrappy. It was just, yeah. it was just really scrappy. Um, and then... The majority of the first half, it was relatively back and forth until yeah. we um, hit back with with Helic, and it, it was good work from town. You know, we moved the ball around quite well. I think Diara has a shot, uh, rockets off the post, and Helic's there to mop up yeah. what isn't a relatively easy finish. And you're thinking, right, one all, half time, let's go, let's come out after the second half and and really, you know, be uh, you know, be strict in how we play, be be quite regimented, and, and we were. We were really good and we had multiple opportunities to score. And I think, as as Fozzie said, on another day, they'd probably go in. But it wasn't our day because 73rd minute, Bally Mumberg runs through our whole team. Yeah, I think I think even before then, like, we could have taken the lead. We could have equalised through Karoma. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Shocking, through the, isn't it? Through the volley. Uh, well, not the volley, but he, he takes the ball down and he, he takes too long over it. And that's, again, is that a case of just confidence because last season Karoma scores that I think anybody would say that and then yeah. you kind of got to ask that question I think a big a big turning point of the game with how we're saying that we got back on top of things was was Hogg coming on um yeah gives some stability in midfield and that's that's nothing against Edmunds Green it's more a case of Hogg just came in and regimented the entire team and that's something that we needed massively because it shook us all up um I think it wasn't really too much of a well, no. It was a bit of a concern when Pearson went down, um, because you didn't really know what the situation was there. Obviously, we've been told that's a a dead line. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Um, but obviously, Hog coming on changed the game up, and we looked we looked a lot more solid, looked a lot more um, stable with things. Looked, I, I want to say, a bit more of an outlet as well. Um, yeah. Thinking of the pass to Tom Edwards late on in the first half, where um, he played it into the space, and Edwards then attacked the the, the ball. Um, but yeah, like you say, Bally Mumba, um, just, he's gone through five players. And I think a big a big thing that I want to mention about this that I've got written in the notes was was a lot of people um, blamed Sauber for that. And I I think it's really unfair to do that because Sauber's playing on the right-hand side in an advanced position and he's in the middle of the pitch when Mumba goes past him. Yeah. So there's 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 at least three other players there that you can say, well, who who picks him up there? Why is Sauber? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not his role, like you say. I think 
Hog did come on and for a small period of time, we, we did look more stable. But for yeah. the majority of that game on Saturday, I was thinking, where on earth is our midfield? The amount of times we just, you know, we'd, we'd look absolutely petrified to make, make a tackle. I, I tweeted this on Saturday. We, we, looked, we looked scared. Um, and it was actually quite worrying. I know Edmunds Green's new to that position, but he looked completely out of it. He looked gassed out on his feet. Um, but yeah, I mean, on Saturday there was there was absolutely no midfield, and that was just exemplified by what Mumba did to us. He he run us absolutely ragged, and when you cut through that easily like butter, there's no real excuse. You've just got it's just basics of football, and albeit a very good goal and a very impressive run because you've still got to beat those four or five men and put in you know put in the bottom corner. But it's not it's not what you want to see. It's not encouraging, is it? No, I think I think heads dropped massively after that, and I mean, there was the chance just after that with um, Diara. Diara wasn't it? Yeah, he shot low, and it just went wide of the post again, as Fotheringham would maybe have said on another day that goes in. But it's another one where that chance was was there. Um, there was the there was two more Diara chances uh, as well before they even scored. There was the the cross that almost looped in and then there was the I, I think personally the biggest chance of the game when Diara gets the ball off uh, their keeper I can't remember his name for the life yep. of it but yeah, yeah. keeper and shoots he saves well in all fairness to him um, but Ridoni wasn't happy was he question does he why does he not square that and I think yeah. that's again that's a question of, of is that just because it's first game of the season three games in does he does he maybe square that this that the other how does he play it differently so it it was one of them where I feel like it just it wasn't our day, but we didn't help ourselves to make it our no, day. I think perfectly just, summed up. Yeah, there was there was a lot of things where things could have been done, maybe would have been done differently later in the season. Would have been done differently if the game was played on Sunday. So many things that we can sit and say, and we can we can. I don't want to make excuses for, but we can make excuses for. Um, and then obviously the game was done and dusted about three minutes later through Ryan Hardy. Balls played through the middle. He isn't picked up by either Edmonds Green or Hellick, which again you'd you'd expect them to do so. Um, Hardy knows exactly where he's putting the ball before he's even received the ball. Yeah, goes in scores, and that opens the question up um, of that's something that the town need, isn't it? Really, somebody that you know, somebody can get the ball, can can a make that run through, and then b finish that chance off. Um, so I want to open that question to you, Jay. Is that something that? you kind of took a massive note of on, on Saturday and kind of went, we do need somebody new coming in as striker. Obviously, we knew before Saturday that the striker would be wanted, but did Saturday kind of um, settle that in for you? Long story short, yeah, completely. Um, and it's interesting to see because after last night's uh, defeat to Borough, Warnock did say, we know we're looking for a striker, but we're only going to get a striker who will come in and improve our team. So already, he's already saying, if you're not better than Harrod, Hudley and Ward and Rhodes, you're not coming in. And that's a bit concerning. I think we'll speak about this later because we do need a striker. We've needed a striker for absolutely donkey's years. I think our last prolific, properly prolific striker who we could trust with scoring goals was Jordan Rhodes and that was 2012. I think, you know, I think had... you could put Wells and Wells Carlos Carlos Ward in there as yeah, well. But it's just again they're they're flashing the pans. Um Nunez yeah. as well. 
Munier, yeah, but again, again, these are just one one campaign where you're looking at 10, 15 goals maximum. Yeah. Um, goal scoring is a massive issue, and I think we'll go on to that. Um, I think that'll be a theme in for the rest of the season. But um, just to just to end on Plymouth, it was really disappointing day. But it's going to be. It was always going to be one of those games, and, and and we said this before. It was never going to be easy because you're looking at a side who've just come up and they're hungry. And you know, we we said this in the preview. It was never going to be easy, and it turned out to be exactly that, like we spoke about. Yeah, I think I think there is two positive notes that I want to touch on as well. Though is the fact that well, three Hog looked lively um, when he came on. Um, I think you could still tell that he wasn't fully there yet. Um, and that's why he probably didn't start the game. I think he probably would have started the game if he was a bit later down the recovery line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Harrett looked lively when he came on, um, pressed well, had a chance late on um, in the box. It, it wasn't really going to be much more than um, a, a late goal. wasn't going to get us back into the game because it was so late in. Um, and then Pat Jones as well, who really, really impressed me when he came on, looked very, very good. Um, looked different to what we had. Offered something going forward, and was a really there. Uh, was a really positive player on the ball. Um, looked yeah. dangerous throughout. So, if if those two are going to play, obviously Harry, we know is going to play quite consistently this season. But if Pat Jones is to increase his minutes over the course of the season, it's it, he's a player that looks good. Um, we saw Jackson again late on as well. He was all right. It was, it was a very average sort of cameo. Um, but we, we played the young lads um, in the second half. We gave a few of them chances. Um, but the, speaking about the, the young lads and giving them a chance moves us perfectly on the borough. Um, neither of us went. And it's, it's, it was another 3-1 loss. So maybe a, maybe a positive thing. Um, but yeah, yeah it's six goals in a week. It's 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 a, it's a shocking start, isn't it? Six goals, two scored. Well, three. He scored, yeah. Three scored, Hudlin. Sorry, I thought it was 3-1. See, that's, that's how disinterested I was, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, six goals, three scored, two losses, two games played. A great week for us, real town. Um, it sounds like, and I've watched the highlights and I've gone on Twitter, you know, read all the stuff, look, looked at the stats. Deserved. Looking at the stats, simply 77% Borough on the ball. I know they put out a relatively strong side compared to our ten changes, but the ten changes. I think it was almost the full strength side for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was a good side. But however, the, the people that we did see, most of them have featured in the championship before. Yeah. Um, and I know it's it's all about development. Warnock did. He said in his press conference, "I did warn the public, and I didn't want them to get the hopes up because we never have a cup run, do we?" Um, no. but I mean, some of the players that did take to the field for Huddersfield Town yesterday are very experienced players uh, it was good to see Uta back in the starting lineup after his injury in November I think against Sunderland yeah. um, good to see players like Aina. I think he was thought of quite highly at Dundee last season yeah um, you know Maxwell making his competitive debut Hudlin coming on scoring a goal Harriet starting Rhodes probably making his last ever appearance for Town which is a shame but I think it's quite inevitable unless we don't find a striker. But, you know, it all looks good. We score in the third minute. Um, their keeper, 
makes a horrible pass to their defender, then plays the ball to Harrow and he takes it very well. One nil, happy days. Yeah, I think and then it all I goes wrong. Something that we've we've seen a lot though, in it, we we looked really strong pressing the goalkeeper on Saturday, and we did yeah. again um, yesterday at least. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're both going off off the highlights as the match wasn't available on iFollow or anything like that, so it's literally just going off highlights. But the goal came from a chance that was picked upon the goalkeeper from being poor on the ball, pressed him well, um, and you get a goal from it. Harrit, you don't really miss in that situation, regardless of who it is. Um, oh, yeah. It's a good goal, but it's positive that we're we're pressing so high and being confident pressing so high against the goalkeeper because it, we 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 proved that we're happy to do so. Um, then the game changes with the red card, doesn't it? Really, still more, is it? Yeah. You can't really complain. He he just it literally lovely pass across field. He's out of position. Runs back and literally just elbows him. So you can't complain. And I think from there on, looking at the stats and. Uh, the overall feel of the game, it's Borough's game. Yeah. Um, 718 passes they made to our 224, and we had a pass accuracy of 58%. So if we did make a pass, 60% of the time it was on target. You know, it's 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 sloppy, um, unfortunately. Um, and I think it's it's a common theme. I, I don't want to go too long on it. Uh, too, look, yeah, you get what I mean. I don't want to ramble on too yeah. much about this but it, it's defending the two goals afterwards we were cut through like butter again um, yeah. Jones and McGree I think it was yeah it was both yeah. goals we are open in the middle of, in, in the middle of defence one pass gets played through and simple as that the throw on goal we can't keep doing this and I know it was it's quite evident at Plymouth we but I think it, I think it will come with time we'll tighten up yeah. Um, because we know in players like Helic, we've got senior defenders, Lees, Pearson, who can really defend. I mean, Lees and Pearson nearly got us promoted to the Premier League. So I think it'll come with time. Um, no one was really hopeful for a cup run. Uh, neither was Warnock, to be fair. But there are some positives to take out of it because our two goal scorers are young strikers who are increasingly more highly thought of. So it, it is positive, isn't it? Yeah, Um we we touched on it, Hudley and Harrett, um, both both putting themselves into the question for if they should be kept around, because um, both of them have been linked with moves away. Harrett, I think Harrett and Hudley have both been linked to Port Vale. So I've thrown you know, I've I've thrown in from the start. That's the I thing th- people are saying. You've got, a, you've got a question it now, haven't you? They've, yeah, they've made no, names for themselves. Well, they're not made for names for themselves, but they made questions for themselves to be in there. Yeah. So doing the shot window, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they really well, are. Awesome. I mean. I think Hudlin um, played four or five games in pre-season and then um, against Borough yesterday, I think he scored in probably all of them, if not so. maybe four out of five. He's, he's, I think he's scored in every game he's played in yeah. or close to. So even though, you know, it is against Herveen or Borough or, you know, some Cornish Sunday League side, he's still scoring goals. And it, it, yeah. I think what's, what is positive is even though he's six foot nine, he, you know, he's a bit of a giraffe. He's very good on the ball. Yeah, he can bring the ball down. He can link and play. He can drop in. He can hold the ball up. And I think we might have a little Crouch and Defoe situation here with him and Harrit if they are paired more, because it, when they were paired and if they are paired in the future, I think it'll work quite well because one of them can drop in and win the ball. The other one can run off and press high like Harrit does. So 
if Warnock does give him a chance, I know he loves Wardy, and I don't think he can move Wardy out of the starting eleven. It could it could turn up to be quite a positive partnership. Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of them where before the game, nobody was expecting us to to go out and beat Borough. You see the lineup, nobody's expecting to go and beat Borough even more. And then, especially with the red card, I think that's kind of like sealed. It is what it is, but you get to see the younger lads against against a decent Borough against a very decent Borough side. Yeah, very decent. Yeah, yeah, strong. Yeah, you get to see exactly where those players are. It's one game, yeah, and you can always have a good game or a bad game. But you know, Nakayama playing a long spell of that game as well, positive, positive. means that yeah. is he going to potentially be in the question to start on Saturday? You'd you'd imagine you'd hope so. Paul um, getting another half is quite positive yeah. as well. I know he was, it was, uh, it was a plan change for Scott High, who made his fiftieth time appearance. Um, but again, that's positive. Skipper's yeah. got forty five minutes and he's come out of it unscathed, so that's really good. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's obviously not nice to be knocked out of the cup, but you get to see players that potentially wouldn't have been given the chance in the championship against the good championship um, side. Many people have Borough to to do well this year, and they didn't play a far off. Um, first, first strength eleven. So, there's positives to take from it. There's positives, um, to take from the Plymouth game away from the result. I know you can look at it very doom and gloom and just say, six goals conceded, three goals scored doesn't read well. But there's there's positives that you can take from there, um, from the negatives that that are very blaringly obvious. So, and then you know we've got we've got Leicester coming up, which we shall do another episode talking about in the in the style that we did for Plymouth, um. But yeah, I think that I think that sums us up for the the reviews of both um, Middlesbrough and and Plymouth. Um, unless there's is there anything that we need to add. Nothing from me now. Nothing from me as well. Well, we hope you have enjoyed. Um, as always, please like and and share and and do the rest of that. Leave it. Leave a good review because it helps us on on Spotify and Apple. Uh, it helps us get on the charts potentially. Um, And yeah, thank you as always for listening and we shall see you tomorrow for the Leicester preview.